Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Life is Rough podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope everybody had a awesome weekend. And I mean that. I really do. I hope you had a great weekend. Lindsay and I were crazy busy this weekend. It was so much fun, though. Lindsay and I got to go to uh, the wedding of some really close friends of ours, and we got to be a part of the wedding festivities. She was a bridesmaid. I was her husband. Like, I was nothing special in the in the wedding party, but it was, it was still a blast. We got to go to their ceiling, and um, congratulations to Steven and Alyssa. Um, because we were fortunate enough to be there for their ceiling, um, we got to be in the temple on Saturday, and their ceiling was potentially the most beautiful and precious ceiling I've ever been to. Um, and... It was just incredible. Best of luck to them, and we hope that they receive all the blessings of a wonderful life together. Today, well, I guess yesterday, yesterday was a heck of a day. Um, and that's that's what I really want to talk about today. But to start out, have any of you ever had questions about the church or about faith that you don't quite understand yet? I know I do. But, you know, I love the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I always have, always will, and I have a firm testimony that it's God's kingdom on the earth. But I have had a lot of questions about the climate of the world, and I don't mean like weather, climate, or global warming or anything like that. But what I mean by world climate is that the way I see it is that the world is drifting further and further away from the ideals outlined in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's my job and kind of our job as members of the church to live in a world that is drifting further from those principles. And we're told to live in the world, but not of the world, which can be pretty tricky at times. Well, my thoughts today stem from a conversation that I had with some very close members of my family that left me with some questions. I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure other family members or other families, other people out there, um, other individuals have these conversations that leave them with questions. And for me, when we had this conversation, I got frustrated by the end of the conversation because, you know, I just felt contentious. I was really frustrated because I didn't understand all the points that were being made. And I certainly didn't feel enlightened. Um... I went home after that um, with Lindsay and tried to the best of my ability with Lindsay's help to find answers to the questions that I had. Neither of us were in a great mood, but I still wanted to try. Before I went to bed, I had searched the scriptures and prayed to know and had received enough of an answer that I could go to sleep and could sleep well. When I woke up in the morning, however, I was still kind of puzzled about some of the questions that I had, but not enough to really worry about it. I just kind of thought to myself, you know, I've got three college classes today. I don't have time to worry about my concerns. And so I just went to school. When I got to school, though, it was kind of weird. I found myself in a strange set of circumstances and because traffic made it so that I was late to my first class. And as a result, I missed the introductory instruction to the class. And so I just kind of sat there in silence next to my peers and just wondered if there was something that I should be doing. Um, so I checked online 
uh, all my classes, all my assignments, and found nothing of immediate concern, so I just went on and did other school stuff that I needed to do. Um, after that class, though, I have about an hour and a half or so between that class and my next class where I have nothing going on. So I usually spend that time in the, the church's institute building on campus. So while I was there, because I had nothing to do, and because on Monday the Institute does free waffles, I started just writing what I wanted to share in the podcast, as well as enjoying a really nice waffle, um, which was largely focused on, um, the podcast that I was writing was largely focused on my thoughts and frustrations of the conversation from Sunday, or the night before, as I was writing it that day. So I was typing it out and I was, I felt like I was just kind of venting. I got whatever thoughts I was having out of my head, but I was unsatisfied with the result that I came up with, but I had to leave for my next class. So I left when I got to my next class. However, I felt kind of weird. Like first off, no one was showing up to class, which threw me off really bad. And second, you know, I was, I was thinking about the prayer that I had said that I wanted questions answered, and I thought to myself about the agenda of class that day, and decided that I needed to be elsewhere for that time, so I left. Now, for those of you who are listening, that's not a recommended pattern for school. I I rarely miss classes, if ever, and I don't encourage skipping class, and frankly, I'm surprised that I left at all. But when I left... I found myself just thinking about those questions again, and I didn't have answers to them, and I was starting to get worried, because I wanted answers and they weren't coming, and I was so frustrated, and I just wondered why. I went back to the institute building, and I found myself in the chapel, I was just sitting on the front row, and I was praying. All I remember is that I began my prayer with, I don't know why I feel like praying, but I feel the need to pray right now. And as I thought of what to say next, I felt the prompting to seek out an institute instructor who was not teaching a class and see what happens from there. It's it's not this like heaven's opening thing that this happened, but it was like the only thing I could think of. And I just pressed on with having no idea what I was supposed to do. And I found an instructor who was just doing nothing, of course, Institute instructors and seminary teachers are rarely, if ever, doing nothing, so I just had to find a teacher who looked like he was doing less nothing than the rest, I guess. But I just pressed on with what I had, and eventually I ran into this brother who was helping set up some decorations on the Institute office. I offered him my help, and he politely declined because he had just finished and it was so hard for me to do, but I clumsily asked him if we could just talk about some of the questions I'd been having. I shook his hand, I told him my name, and I have no idea who he is. I, have, I still don't know his name. I didn't know his name then, I don't know it now, but he willingly agreed to take some time to talk with me. As I poured out my concerns, however awkwardly I did, and it was, when I say that, it wasn't just awkward, it was like, there was something in my head, there was a question that was there, and I'm sure that many of you have felt this way. You have this question, and it probably there's a lot of components to it, like there was a lot of like other little questions that were going into it, but the root of the question was stuck in between my ears, in my head, and I just couldn't come up with the words to come up with it. It was awkward, and I felt that awkwardness, but shortly after that, as I just poured out whatever was in my mind, I felt the spirit comfort me 
and let me know that I was in good hands. Over the next 45 minutes or so, I just listened and we discussed what to do when you don't have all the answers, especially in our day. And this was kind of my question um, or what we what I wanted to talk about was like, especially in our day when having an answer or not having an answer is like a difference maker for people. If you don't have an answer to some people, it means that there's a lack of truth or validity to faith. And we talked about a ton of things, and there are a few that I want to share right now that were really enlightening for me and have changed my testimony of some things that are very critical to me now. One is that faith is not having all the answers and is trusting that the Lord will make right what we don't know yet. I feel like most people kind of understand that part of faith, that we walk by faith, not by sight. And that means sometimes that we just go about life, not knowing exactly what the next step is, but we follow the spirit and eventually we find our destination. But another one that I learned is that faith at times means having knowledge, but being able to put what we know in its proper place, or if we don't know where it's supposed to go, we set it aside until further light and understanding give it context so that we can put it in its right place when the time is right. I hope that makes sense. It was one of those things that was big for me because I feel like the more that I learn and I grab information from a lot of places, the more that I'm required to have faith that the things that I don't understand right now will make sense later if I just remain faithful. And so that was, that was kind of the principle of that. I hope that makes sense. But another one that I, that was really important to me as well. And I think this is important for a lot of people in membership of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it's this, that when we don't know the answers to a gospel question, the answer I don't know is the one thing that can't be misquoted. This institute brother and I talked about examples of this, how if people come up to us with um, a question and we give some kind of a fictitious answer or some kind of answer that just appeases what they want to hear, it might help them at the moment. It might save their testimony for a micro moment. But in the long run, it kills testimony because what they've been told is not truth. If we can just humbly admit that we don't know instead, people might think that we're dumb or that we don't know our religion or that we don't have all the answers. But at the very least, they won't turn around when someone's telling them what the answer is and will be saying something like, well, so-and-so told me that it's this way, when in reality, it's not that way. It's something else. And, you know, testimonies can be made or broken based on, you know, people wanting to give an immediate answer to something that they don't know the full answer to. It's okay to say, I don't know. So... Bottom line, what I'm trying to get at, I mean, this podcast hopefully will be helpful to somebody out there. I really hope it is, but mostly this podcast is for me and for my family and my friends who have questions about gospel truth. I can happily admit now that I don't know everything and I'm not going to pretend like I do. It's, it's such a relief, but I do know this. 
and the scriptures testify of this and teach these truths, that we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts. And we don't need to try to lean into our own understanding in a world that is harder and harder to understand within the framework of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Instead, we can acknowledge the Lord in all our ways, and he shall direct our paths. I also know that when we have patience with our questions that we ask, and we wait upon the Lord to answer, when the time is right, he shall renew our strength, and I believe he will renew our spiritual vigor as well. And we shall mount up with wings as eagles, and shall run and not be weary, and shall walk and not faint. When the time is right, the, the questions that we have will be answered. There's, there's quite a bit of time, though, between where we're at now and later in the plan of happiness when we have all of the answers to all the questions we've ever had, ever. Until that perfect day, when we get the chance to be with Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, and we do have all of our questions answered, I hope, and it's my prayer, that we'll press forward with faith and that dearly beloved brethren and sisters, let us cheerfully do all things that lie in our power. And then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. That last little bit is from Doctrine and Covenants section 123, verse 17. Um, Verses 16 and 17 are, are primarily important to me, but... I I want you to know that I have a testimony of the knowledge and wisdom and glory of God. That's talked about a lot in the scriptures by, by ancient prophets, and I never really understood it until now. But I know that his ways are much, much higher than my ways. And I know now that that is okay with me. I don't have to have all the answers, but I do know whatever injustice we may see around us, no matter what trials we face, or see, or experience now or later, will be made right and can be made better through the atonement of Jesus Christ. It's my hope that we will all choose to be a little more like him and love those that stand in need of love and comfort and mourn with those that mourn. And I hope that by doing that, we will not only be able to be about the business of saving souls like our savior, but we will be strengthened in our testimonies and we will choose not to leave those things that we know because of some things, a few things that we don't know yet. Elder Jeffrey R. Holland once taught, quote, some blessings come soon and some come late and some don't come until heaven. But for those who embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ, they come, end quote. Until that day, and every day until that time comes, know that I love you, and remember, be strong and of good courage, and I'll see you next time.